This is Jody Avergan, host of Ask Roulette, a conversation series in which strangers ask each other questions live on stage. You're listening to excerpts from our regular show at Housing Works Bookstore in Lower Manhattan. Today's episode features Robert Krolwich of Radiolab. That's WNYC's brilliant podcast about science and wonder and, well, you know it. So you'll hear Robert answer a question from a stranger, chat for a few minutes, and then turn around and get to ask a stranger a question of his own. But this episode starts with two other audience members already on stage, Brandon and Andrew. You'll also hear a lot from Eli Bolin. He writes for Sesame Street and the Story Pirates, and he serves as the house band for Ask Roulette. Remember, you can find us online at askroulette.net, find us on Twitter at askroulette, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes because we're going to be putting out new episodes every week or so throughout the late summer and into the fall. Okay, off to Housing Works Bookstore in Lower Manhattan. And you can open your eyes, and uh, we know that your name is Andrew. Andrew, say hello to Brandon. Hi, Brandon. Brandon, say hello Hi, to Andrew. Andrew. Brandon, fire away. Okay, Andrew. Um, so what was the last thing that either you saw or happened or experienced that brought you to tears? Um, did you ever see the Babies documentary? Do you know the scene in the beginning, like the beginning of the movie where the moms are shown and they just had these babies and they're there with their babies and they're like looking at their babies and they're like, oh, it's a baby. But that particular moment in the movie is like moms directly after they had had this really traumatic emotional oh. experience and that like, I don't know. Brandon, thank you very much. <laughs> Number 61. Number 61. Please close your eyes, Andrew. Nicely done. What was that? Stay in our entertainment tonight theme. <laughs> nice work, Eli. Okay, you can open your eyes, Andrew. Uh, your name is? Uh, Noah. Noah, say hello to Andrew. Andrew, say hello to Noah. Hi, Noah. And I, Andrew. I oh, it's Noah. Oh, I know Noah. I just met you tonight. Yeah, well, tonight we met. Okay. Well, did I tell you my question yet? Uh, if you did, I don't remember. Okay. Well, my answer to my previous question kind of leads into this question, too. Uh, which do you think is weirder or grosser? Drinking human breast milk or cow's milk? And why? <laughs> Drinking hu- uh, breast milk or cow milk? Yeah. Just like regular milk? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, uh, I'm lactose intolerant, um, so, <laughs> okay, concept- conceptually worth, weirder. Yeah, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't think it's weird to drink cow milk, I guess. Uh, I mean, I've never thought about it on, an, like, a, intellectually at all. Um, I'm not sure if there's anything to think about, but... Um, so, so you think? But it's I also would drink breast milk just to try it. I mean, I don't okay. know if sort of right, complexions about that. Wait, you would, you would drink breast milk just to try it right now? I mean, if it was uh, the- the- <laughs> theoretically, you probably you have would some, try it at some point. There was some parameters around that statement. Right. Um, I got many follow-up questions. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> you're talking right now. I mean, you're, you're sure. not saying is it weirder for an adult to drink cow's milk versus a baby drink breast milk. You're That's talking right. Noah right now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And you thought that was like a open-ended question? Yeah. So, you so think- what... Yeah. Yeah. So you think it's cool to go up to some random mammal that's well, producing milk for their for their offspring and to drink that milk? <laughs> it's less weird. Cat drinking cow's milk. Well, okay. Milk. Who thinks it's weirder to drink cow's milk right now than it is to drink mother's milk right now? Okay. It's surprise. I'm surprised. I'm obviously you. Okay. <laughs> wow. And can you be lactose intolerant to? Breast milk? I haven't tried, but um, I can drink sheep's milk, and it's fine. You could ask some babies. Or cheap Does anyone cheese. actually know the answer to that question? Can you be lactose intolerant yeah. to breast milk? You can. And it, you don't uh, there are it. babies who are lactose intolerant? Okay. Poor fucking huh. babies. Huh. There's formula. Yeah, I don't okay. know what I'm talking about. Andrew, thank you very much. He really doesn't want to drink cow's milk. No, he really doesn't want to drink cow's milk. You want to take it to the bridge on that one, or? Take it to the bridge. Cow's milk is the thing most people drink, but they don't think about why they drink it. They just drink it and have cheese on their pizza and ice cream for dessert. Why do they do it, baby? Eli Bowen, ladies and gentlemen. It's a valid question. Noah. Please close your eyes. Uh, number 16, come on up. Number 16. Your name is? Robert. Noah. Meet Robert. Robert, meet Noah. Hi, Noah. Hi, Robert. Um, Robert, if we discovered intelligent life on another planet, um, you know, fully formed, their civilizations and things, do you think that would change... Like religion, do you think they would go away? Like it would just it would fundamentally change, or it'd be worked into whatever the narrative was, and it would just uh, things would go as if nothing had ever happened. Wow, it's funny you'd ask that. I I think it would. <laughs> there are a lot of people who are not prepared for a whole nother crowd to be in the biblical narrative, right. because they just they weren't in in the original. So if you have a lot of people. Who are God's creatures living on the planet Xantar, for example? It's an it's a it's a good question. Say like, why didn't Moses know about this? Why didn't Joshua know about this? Why didn't anybody know about this? This is, this is not, why did the cloud go to that mountain in Sinai when it could have gone to the mountain in Xantar? Did it go to the mountain in Xantar? I don't know. Like, why shouldn't everyone have mentioned it? So, yeah, that would be a crisis, I think. And it's weird. I just happened to be writing about this. Um, about this? Yes, because my grandpa, Grandpa Bernard Krolwich, he, uh, he was reading in 1907. He was on a train. He was going to St. Louis, and he opens up Century Magazine, and there's an article by Percival Lowell, uh, a guy living in Arizona who's, who's looking at Mars. And Percival Lowell in 1907 says, there are... There are big lines, straight lines, all over Mars, and I think I kind of know what's going on up there. They, they, those, there are creatures there, and they are very thirsty, and that's a planet that's drying, 
and there's snow at the top and snow at the bottom on the poles of that planet, and they are bringing water to their cities, and it's not working out very well, and they're going right. I mean, I've discovered them. They're there, and they're dying. And my grandfather is reading this, and all he can think of is, why wasn't this in Genesis? I don't know. Why didn't they mention uh, the Martian guys? And um, so, your, yeah, crisis for my grandfather, gra- literally. How did, how did you know your grandfather was having this crisis? He wrote a letter to his girlfriend, my grandmother, saying, I don't under- I'm sitting here in this train, and there are these Martians, and, uh, and I don't, I, there's nothing in Bereshit, which is the first bu- book in the Bible, the Torah. Nothing, I, they don't say anything about them. And he's very worried about it. Go, Why didn't that get included? He assumed immediately that there were intelligent beings on another planet, but that they just weren't mentioned in the sacred text. So, yeah, he was one very nervous religious person. He stayed religious, and somehow those Martians faded from his consciousness, as they did from everybody's, and it turns out that those canals weren't canals, and then in 1976 there was actually nothing there. They looked... they couldn't find anything that would look alive. And now we have this, ex- this thing where we send this very expensive vehicle to this faraway planet, and we land it, and we're now looking not for creatures who are designing enormous engineering projects to take water from the north. We're looking for teeny, tiny, single-celled animals, critters, that lived in the water and died, or maybe methane-farting cells we're not even looking for them we're looking for the chemical traces of them that's what the the 21st century search is however if we found anything that was alive or had been alive in another place I think that would be just as huge that would be as great a discovery as any discovery in the history of anything would it be as great as uh, proving the existence of God No. All right, Noah, thank you very much. Riding on that midnight train to Xantar. <laughs> uh, this, ladies and gentlemen, is Robert Krolwich of WNYC's Radio Lab. Robert, thank you very much for joining us. So you know how it works. Uh, answer a few questions that were submitted randomly online. Would you rather go a week without bathing but be able to change your clothes or go a week without a change of clothes but be able to bathe? Oh. I, a week without a change of clothes is not a problem for me. Okay, next question. Uh, have you ever had a recurring nightmare? Yes. <laughs> it's sort of a boring one. Um, you're on 96th Street and Park Avenue. This, um, the, My nightmare, too. There's, there are people from 97th Street. Yep, very good. So there's a train that comes out of the Park Avenue. It's under Park Avenue from the Grand Central Station all the way to 96th Street. Then it comes out, and then there's a sort of um, uh, a trestle, and then the train is on top. So when I was like five or six, I began this dream, and it happened like every other year. A black cat walks along the top of the train trestle, balances, sways. I'm scared for it. I don't know where I am, but I'm in the ether. I'm scared for it. 
it keeps its balance and moves on. <laughs> but that scared you. It scared me. I, I was a little bit afraid that it would fall off, but it never did. But every time I got a little nervous, and uh, as dreams go, that was oh. my worst one. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, that thank you. That is just mildly, mildly uncomfortable. Mildly, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, if you could flip a switch and ensure that your best friend would answer every question truthfully, would you? Every qu- No, I... No. I don't want to know everything truthfully. I think it's far more interesting to live just on the shy side of that. Far more interesting. No, this thing about truth is sort of overpraised, I think. No. The answer is short answer, no. Let's take an audience poll. Who would flip that switch? Your friend is always giving you uh, the straight dope. No. One no, person. Not a popular not a, option. Two people, three people. Maybe they're lying. Who knows? Uh, okay. Is there a word that always trips you up? Featherer. Like, like Roger? Yes. I feel there should be another syllable. I feel it should be federer. Like he's federering something. Yes. No, it's not because it's a verb. It just wants to go on just a bit longer than it does. <laughs> does coffee actually taste good? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It tastes very good. But not from Starbucks, which is a bitter and somewhat uh, dark taste. Don't care for that. But definitely from that one from Boston. What's the one? Donut, yes, Dunkin' Donuts. I, this, I feel, is probably the very best coffee ever. I mean, short of something that you would get, find in, like, in Ethiopia on a tree or something. I feel Dunkin' Donuts has, has gone as far as you can go in coffee pleasure. Wow. Um, I want to linger on this question just because I, I've had this thought uh, when drinking coffee that, like, you know, the, whatever, the caffeine and all of the sort of neurological or whatever chemical things going on in my brain that love coffee might just be completely overwhelming, you know, taste buds or whatever. Um, Because I know people who just hate the taste of coffee and that's really hard for me to understand. But you think it actually just tastes good. Well, everybody has their own tongue and nose. So my tongue and nose are are coffee uh, empathic. But I could see, like, my wife, who's here tonight, uh, doesn't like coffee. So it's also like what your nose is doing and your tongue is doing at any given time. Also, if you just brushed your teeth, I'm not sure you'd want to have coffee. Mm -hmm. I think coffee is like the thing that should wake you up after the night. That's the best part. So you come in all like, and then you have coffee. But that has nothing to do with taste. No, that has to do with putting everything else to sleep. But, but, um, and saying, okay, welcome to the day. We're going to go from here. That's, That's why it's a good morning beverage, I think. I agree. I, this feels slightly insane for me, but <laughs> this line of questioning. This whole line of questioning. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's yeah. move on. Are you ready to ask a stranger a question? Sure. Okay. Please close your eyes. Number seven hundred sixty-two. Seven six two. There he is. Come on. Hello, Robert. You can open your eyes. And your name is Kevin. Kevin, meet Robert. Robert, meet Kevin. Hi, Robert. Uh, Kevin, if you could change the end of any movie you have ever seen, what movie is it, and how would you change the end of it? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, 
one of those where the hero lived and they changed him just because the audience believed he had to live. Um, Daylight, was it? The Sylvester Stallone one? Uh, Spoiler uh, alert. We've all or, seen that. Or, or one of those? <laughs> We've all seen Daylight. Yeah. Oh. Uh, um, Robert, do you have an answer to your own question? No, no. I was trying to make it really hard. Oh, I, I, I mean, I have one. There was a movie, if you're my age, there was a movie called Old Yeller. It was the story about a dog. And it was unaccountably cruel. Yeah. So there was this dog, and he got sick, and they shoot it. <laughs> it's a Disney movie, and they shoot it. Spoiler alert, yes. Uh, yes. Well, um, no, I, that's a spoiler you know, that today, people today should be alerted be like, to. Old Yeller 2, Old Yeller, rrr, rrr, Old Yeller, rrr, rrr, rrr. The Reckoning. Yeah, The Reckoning. Um, so just but, but in a way, you're saying the opposite things, right? You, you, you want movies where, like, the guy dies, and it's okay that he dies, and you wanted Yeller to go on Dude. forever. <laughs> I, all boy, all younger people wanted... I, it was just like, what were... You know what else I think is um, in King Lear, at the very end... <laughs> So, like, here's this old guy, and he's had such a troubled situation with the, with the storm and everything. And then, he's, and then now he's in battle, and the, and the bad guys have won, which is hard to understand. And now all he's going to do is go off with his beautiful daughter to a jail, and they're just going to be together. And he's going to say, I love you, and she's going to say, I love you, and at least they'll get a moment of peace. And then she dies. You don't even know quite why she dies or who killed her or anything. And he comes in... And the, the line is, howl, howl, howl. So he's very sad. He howls three times. And he takes this dead girl, and he puts her on the ground, and he tries to see if she might breathe or anything. And I'm just thinking, the first time I saw it, I thought, this is just not right. I, why, why would they kill Cordelia? So I'm suddenly <laughs> discovering the answer to my question. I, I think they should, get, they should bring Cordelia back. She should like think, oh, that was just a joke, Dad. Cordelia yeah. the Reckoning. Yeah. Robert, thank you very much. You're welcome. Robert Crowlich of Radio Lab, everyone. Why'd you have to die, Cordelia? Thinking about you, baby. Kevin, please close your eyes and cover them with both hands. Uh, number 291, come on up. 291. That is... Britain. Britain. Oh, right here. Come on up. Take your beer. Kevin, please open your eyes. Uh, Kevin, meet Brit- Britain. My, yeah. Hello, Britain. Hi, Kevin. And Kevin, fire away. Okay, my question is, if you could travel back in time and kill one person, who would it be and why? I mean, that's so overwhelming. There's so many people that probably should be killed. <laughs> I mean, because there's different reasons. Like, there's historical context, but, like, would you really want to, like, change? Because every little thing you do affects how, how everything... So if I travel back in time and, and kill Hitler, like, it'll... I, and I would want to if I were there then, but traveling back in time seems so dangerous. Time travel seems dangerous. Uh... <laughs> But I guess I love that your answer is just like no, it's not for me. I'm cool. Uh, but I guess Hitler, Hitler. Yeah. But time travel think, seems dangerous. I think this is the Hitler question. Yeah, Who, who's who's on your list? Yeah, a bit controversial, but Christ. Early on. All right, we're gonna move right along. <laughs> Kevin, thank you very much. And Britain, please close your eyes. 
Thanks for listening. To hear more audio excerpts and to learn about Ask Roulette and to find out about our next live event, visit our website, askroulette.net. We're also on Twitter at Ask Roulette and Facebook.com slash Ask Roulette. See you soon. Travel through time.